Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. The, the testimony that he gives in that song is literally a testimony. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the testimony, but there was one Christmas that, unfortunately, his father, who was struggling with drug addiction, decided to spend all the gift, Christmas gifts off the, off to the tree. And the kids didn't have anything. My nieces and nephews didn't have anything. But if it wasn't for my mother and father, they didn't have nothing. But even though they had that Christmas, the desire of Donald's heart was this. That more than anything else, on, than cr- the Christmas gifts on a tree, he wanted his family members, his aunts and his uncles, his, his sisters, to know the Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm super excited about today. Porque es Navidad? That's because it's Christmas. Amen. Amen. Y Navidad se trata de dar. And Christmas is all about what? Giving. So today, I'm going to give you the word of God. Te voy a dar la palabra de Dios. Amen. So I'm going to teach you how to give yourself the best Christmas gift ever. Te voy a mostrar como darte el mejor regalo de Navidad. Turn with me to John 8 and 32. Ocho, 32. And the word of God says, and you shall know the truth. Conocerán la verdad and the truth shall make you free. And the truth shall make you free. Y la verdad los hará libres. Cuanta gente quiere ser libre. Amen. How many people want to be free this morning? I want people to be free this morning. So let me ask you guys a question. Dejame, dejame, I can't even say it. Dejame, come on, John. Hacerte un pregunta. Thank you. Let me ask you guys a question. What was the most expensive gift you've ever received for Christmas? ¿Cuál fue el regalo más caro que recibo en Navidad? Hmm? Think about it. What was the most expensive Christmas gift you've ever received during Christmas? Now, what was the most expensive gift you ever gave? ¿Cuál fue el regalo más caro que has dado? Piénsalo. Think about it. Think about one of the most expensive gifts you've ever given somebody. Now, I have to say this. Some of us go too far into debt buying gifts we can't afford to give to people we really don't like anyway. Can I get an amen? We assign different values to people in our lives, and I have to be honest with you guys. My children, my grandchildren, my wife, 
They all will receive gifts from me during Christmas. Now, most of the valuable gifts that I give will give to my little children, my grandkids, but then it goes next to my, my wife first. <laughs> then my children and then my grandchildren. Amen. And I have to be honest, you guys. Um, in some, some certain ways, all of us have this value scale of what we give to people, and we have this value scale of who's going to get what during Christmas. And there's some people in our lives that are probably the least likely to even get a gift from us. Can I get an amen? Some of you here will even be lucky to get a Christmas card from me. Don't be mad, and I hope you guys got a good sense of humor today. All right? So let's play a quick game. We're going to play a real quick game before I get into the word. If I was to ask you how much an item was sitting here on the altar, you guys just maybe help me out. So you see this, this really nice guitar right here. How much do you think the value of this guitar is? Somebody just give me a number. $1,500. So that's the value. Okay. So maybe this iPad. How much do you think that iPad is? $2,500. It's, like it's like the price is right. Go ahead. Uh, you guys think about it. I mean, has anybody ever bought an iPad? You, everybody here is probably running out to buy the, the, the iPhone 12 right now. How much is it? It's about $900. That's the value of an iPhone. That is the value of the iPhone. And just because it says the value on it, guess what? You will spend it because you think it's valuable. For you, you will go out and spend it. Well, let me ask you this. Let me, let me show you a picture of, of somebody up here. Little light skin baby. Looking like his tata. But you look at it, and what would somebody say? Somebody, you guys right now say, there is no price on this, but I got a, a, a news for you. Let me show you what the value of this, this child is right here. Let me show you the next picture. This is the value of this child. It's the picture, the next picture, the picture of the cross. I gave it away. No problem. It's okay. The value of this child is, is worth the cross. We, we place value on our kids, and even some of us ourselves will place value on people but not realize that Jesus has placed more value on each and every person. And that value that he has given us has is, is been given through the cross. When Jesus was born, the Magi lavished gifts on Jesus and it reflected the value they placed on Jesus Christ. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The value of gold is a classic gift. Can, can somebody say amen? I don't know about you, but some of you guys like to have some gold chains. Okay, anyway. So uh, gold was very classic. It had always been the standard of commerce. It was most valued of all the metals. It was the best gift 
you could give to anybody. Next, we had frankincense. It was more of a symbolic gift. It was valuable, but more so but by what it represented. It was used by people of ancient Near East cultures, and it was an aid in their praying. The incense was a fragrance, and it spoke of the pleasant smell that, that entered into God's nostrils. So when we began to send up praises and when we begin to praise to the, pray to the Lord, God said it was like a sweet-smelling savor unto his nostrils, kind of like frankincense. God loved the smell, that smell of frankincense. Frankincense was a gift of prayer, and it was a spiritual gift. Now, myrrh was essentially the medicinal oil of its time. The Magi gave this valuable oil to the child as a visible affirmation of prophecy. They knew the Jewish prophets of old and during the captivity said the child king would be for the healing of the nations. Myrrh stood for what his life would produce. The life of Jesus Christ didn't just produce salvation, but it also produced healing for the people of this world. Matter of fact, as a side note, even the little drummer boy gave everything he had to offer. I know it took me maybe three years to really find out what that whole story was about. It's like, okay, I used to watch the clay animation. Some of you guys remember that? If you're he didn't have anything to give to God. The Magi came and gave all these gifts, but this, dude, this young kid gave everything he had. And it was just a song to give to Jesus. But the value that he gave to Jesus was, I'm going to give you everything I have. Kind of sounds like present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. There's another woman in the Bible that some of you guys know about. Her name is Mary Magdalene. Now, she was during the New Testament times, but she poured an essence of perfume on Jesus that was worth thousands of dollars in today's economy. She dramatically demonstrated her value system lavishly in front of God and everybody else. Is anybody getting this? When you value someone, you will give them all you have. Can I say that again? When you value someone, you will give them all you have. Some of us, we say that we value God. We say that we value everything that God has given us, but have we turned around and given God everything we've had? Your value on God is going to be shown the same way Mary Magdalene did. She gave everything she had and poured it on the feet of Jesus. In the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke begin the Gospels with the lineage of the earthly family. John begins his account with the heavenly pedigree. In John 1 and 1, he goes as far as back as you can possibly go. He says this, in the beginning was the word. His tracing of God's footprints advanced through chapter 2 until all the way to chapter 3. He details in an absolute clarity, the value of God and the extent to which he was willing to go to follow through with his gift. Let me just tell you about, help you out with what the scripture says in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. That shows you how much God values us. He valued the world. He showed, he, he showed the world, listen, I'm not just going to talk about how much I'm gonna, I value you. I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to give you everything I have. I'm going to leave the comfort of my home. I'm going to leave uh, the comfort of heaven and come to earth to be with you. And not only be with you, because I love you so much, I will die for you. God truly is the greatest lover. He gave the greatest gift that could be given all because of the value he placed on you and me. Now, this message deals with values, and I hope this message will help all of us see the value that Jesus sees in us. God has given great gifts before in the Bible. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He gave to his church apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers, and evangelists. God has given spiritual gifts by the Spirit of God, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gift of healings, miracles, prophecy, um, dis, uh, dis, distinguishing between spirits and tongues. But Jesus Christ is the best gift by far. <laughs> so why is Jesus the best Christmas gift ever? It's because he is what we all need most. I hope you guys are hearing me this because right now some of us, a lot of us, we want the vaccination most. We, we don't want to be sick most. We, we want our jobs back most. We, we, want, we want to go back and, and buy houses and cars. We all want all this. We want all this most. But do we need Jesus the most? Do we value the life that was given on this tree and not the one that has lights on it, but the tree that was called the cross? John 4.10 says this, John answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. If you knew the gift of God, the gift. Let me help you. I'm trying to put it in perspective. This is the reason for the season is Jesus Christ, but do we realize the gift of God that was found in Jesus Christ, the gift to the world? The Samaritan woman really needed to have her understanding enlightened. She believed life was dark and full of disappointment. She thought she needed H2O. But her need was much more greater than this. Look, Christmas shopping, though it's fun, it can be difficult. Can somebody say amen? amen. Yes. I have a friend that bought his wife, and he showed me a beautiful, I'm not going to say it because they're in here, but I have a friend that bought his wife a beautiful diamond ring for Christmas. So I had to ask him. I thought she asked for a brand new, uh, was the, the new, um, not Escalade, it was a, a Ford. She said, I thought you wanted that new, it was a, a four by four Ford. And 
He goes, yeah, I know she wanted that four by four Ford, but where am I going to find a fake <laughs> Ford from? You'll get it when you get home. Listen, some of you guys suggested things would have been considerably different if the wise men had been actually wise women instead. Things sure would have been a whole lot different if it would have been wise, wise women instead of wise men. They would have asked directions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They would have arrived on time. Mm-hmm. They would have got there early enough to help deliver the baby. Yeah, come on, come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would, have, uh, they would have cleaned the stable. They would have made a casserole. And they would have bought practical gifts from the, the, the baby registry at Baby R Us, including diapers, wipes, bibs, and formula. Right? And that what women, if they was wise women? Yeah, yeah. Listen. No matter what value you place on yourself, Jesus is better than we all deserve. Can I say it again? No matter what value you place on yourself, Jesus is better than we all deserve. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Some of us, I, I, matter, matter of fact, I preached a message I'll probably need to preach it again. Got to preach this message. It says, know your value. And sometimes we have a, a, a false sense of value of, of ourselves. And because we have a false sense of ourselves, we don't think that we deserve certain things. But Jesus said, listen, even though you don't deserve it, and you might feel like you don't deserve it, I am the gift that keeps gone giving. And, and you don't deserve it, but I'm going to give you me. And when you start to know me, then you're going to start to know your value. Come on, you guys. There's so many of us right now that are, are experiencing, this is just a, a, something that we need to talk about, but so many of us have these, this skewed, value, uh, skewed view of God the Father. And because we maybe we didn't have good earthly fathers, we didn't have fathers at all, we, we place a lack of value on ourselves. You guys with me? So then because we have an earthly, an, an earthly image of our fathers here, we have a skewed image of, of a heavenly father who is good. And we, our value gets lessened, so we look at God and we don't go to God for help but we go to God kind of like our heavenly father. We, we ask for certain things, but we don't feel like we deserve it. When God says, listen, I'm your father. In the heavens, in, in the earth, I, 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 they're all mine. I own the, the cattle on a thousand hill. And whatever you need from me, just come and ask. But we don't even ask our father. And we don't feel worthy enough to go to the father and ask him for whatever we need. Because we don't know our value. And speaking of skewed value, let's talk about other people with skewed value. And I'm talking about a guy named Simon in Acts 8 and 18. It says this, when Simon saw the spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he'd offered them money. 
Let me just stop right there. Now, I'm just going to have to talk about it right now, especially what's going on right now. The Spirit of God is free. I don't have to pass around plates for people to go, oh, I got to give, I got to give in order to get this gift. And it's going on in churches right now. The, 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 the scripture specifically says, if you're, you being a good father by nature, or by nature you're a bad father, how much more would the heavenly father give you good gifts? He said a bad father, you know what he'll do? He'll give a son, when a son asks for him for a fish, uh, even a good father will give him a, a, a stone. Or if he asks for a piece of bread, he'll give him a rock. But our heavenly father said, if you just ask, he will give you the spirit of God. All you have to do, listen to me, saints, all you have to do is ask for it. I believe in getting into the altar and tarrying and praying for the Holy Spirit. I believe in getting in your room and fasting and praying. I believe on that laying on of hands. I believe all that is in the Bible. But for you to try to give some money to some pastor or some person and think that that person is going to give you the spirit of God, I can't give you the spirit of God. The spirit of God has been given by Jesus Christ. He says... I, look, he says, I'm going to go and I'm going to give you the helper. And if you want the spirit of God, all you got to do is ask. Okay, back. I'm off my soapbox. 19. I'll just read it again. When Simon saw that the spirit was given by the laying on of hands by the apostles, he offered them money and said, give me also the ability so that everyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter said, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. Woo! Didn't we talk about that gift earlier? How are you going to try to buy the gift of God? How are you going to buy the gift of God? It is a gift. Something you didn't earn but something God has given you. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2 and 8 says this, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and it is not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much work you've done. It is only by the grace of God that God has given you that gift. Yeah. I'm preaching right now. I'm preaching myself happy. Because we're in a world right now, saints of God, that we have not realized the gift of God that has been given to us. We are so stuck in this world of what we think we deserve. But what we deserve is we deserve Jesus Christ, and we haven't done anything for it. It was a gift. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Man, Simon needed to shake his spiritual head. He acted, if, acted as if the material world was all that was existed, and he tried to use material things to gain spiritual things. The gift of God cannot be earned or 
bought. As I bring this to the close, Tira, the gift of God cannot be earned or bought. All it takes is a contrite heart. Just to open up your heart and say, God, I want to receive the gift that you've given to us that's come from heaven. Emmanuel, God with us. And not only was he just God with us in the flesh, he left and came back and he gave us his spirit to not just be with us, but to dwell in us. He's still Emmanuel. God with us, God in us, God around us, God for us. There was a small boy writing a letter to God about Christmas present he badly wanted. And I'm not talking about Judah. And his prayer was, I've been good for six months now. But after a moment, he reflected and he crossed out. And he goes, six months? He changed it to three months. After another pause, he crossed it out and he said, I've been good for two weeks. There was one more pause and he crossed it out. He's like, man, I don't think I deserve a gift. So he got up from the table and he went over to the fireplace and he went up to the, the um, what is it called? Yeah, where the mantle was and there's a scene of the manger and the nativity. And he got up from the table and he went over and he looked at Jesus sitting in the crib. He saw the figures of uh, Mary and Joseph and he picked up the figure of Mary and he went back to writing and he started again. He said, Dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again, get me the present I want. I'm just joking, you guys. I told you guys I was trying to, be, I was trying to have a sense of humor today. Listen, <laughs> receive God's greatest gift with humble appreciation. What do I hope the hearers today, whether it's here or we're online, I hope this message you heard today, I hope you hear the value that God has placed on each one of us. Our time, our lives, and our resources are infinite. Are, aren't infinite, but there is an urgency about receiving this gift, and that is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. What do I hope you hearers do? I hope you will learn the value of heaven and activate them in your life. I hope what you've heard today will be able to, to help you see the eternal gift that God has given you, not just through what we've learned, because some of us have been in church all of our lives. And we see that even on Christmas, we do all the Christmas pageants and everything else. But at the end of the day, do you know Jesus Christ? Have you received the gift of salvation? Do you know Jesus for yourself? 
Do you believe in your heart? Have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord? The best gift you could ever give yourself is to surrender to Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys give God a praise. Praise God. You guys pray with me, if you will, please. Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now for the gift of life given to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Lord, we thank you that even during this season, Lord, that we can reflect not about the Christmas tree or the gifts under the tree, but to reflect upon the gift that hung on the tree. Lord, bring to our minds the horrific scene that we saw of you staying there dying for us. But even more so, Lord, we thank you for the victory that you've given us through Jesus Christ's death. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that every person that is in the sound of my voice, Lord, that hears this word, Lord, that they've said in their heart, that they were pricked in their heart, and they say, what must I do to be saved? God, that right now that they will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart on the Lord Jesus. Lord, that, that right now, Lord, that they will say that, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, God. Direct my path. Lord, we thank you right now for giving us discernment. We thank you right now, Lord, for body of, the body of believers being around us to help us, disciple us, and show us the way. God, I thank you for even those that don't even know any churches, Lord, that even right now you have laborers that are ready to go out and gather up the harvest. So we thank you for that right now, Lord. We thank you for this word that we heard. We will take it and we'll hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Lord, I pray right now for those that may be experiencing uh, um, um, despair during this time, Lord. Those that are de dealing with uh, hopelessness. Lord, but we thank you right now that you are the comforter. Comforter during this, comfort your people during this time. Lord, let us know and go, and go back and think upon these things. We will think on things that are righteous. We will think on things that are lovely and things of good report. Lord, we will think on your body of believers. We will think of the goodness of Jesus Christ. So God, we thank you for all these things. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, and the church said amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. If you guys... Um, that have been out in the virtual world, if you wanted to give your life or you gave your life to Christ, please text us, TVCFLIFE at 98, 9400. And let us know. Let us know that you've given your life to Christ. Amen. It's on the, on the board there. Praise God. If, there's, if that is it, listen, you guys, go with God. Merry Christmas. It is good seeing your faces, and we'll see you oh, what in the new year. Amen? Amen. God bless you. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.